We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Twenty minutes a day. 65 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's going on, Pack a Day Podcast listeners? I am your co host, Matt Fralick. Welcome to another episode alongside me once again, Eli Berkovitz. Janelle Mackey, as much as she enjoys recording with us, Eli, I think she enjoys the Packers a little bit more. I believe, what did she have? A wedding this weekend, Eli? I feel like she's in like a wedding, wedding every other weekend, which probably speaks to her character if you're in weddings more often right than not that's that's a huge thing um yeah, so yeah shout she, out shout out to her yeah i would not i would yeah i would not get that kind of honor on most weddings i attend i think most of them would just put me in the back and hope i keep quiet throughout the whole thing which rarely happens but yeah jen is jen is the best of us no doubt no doubt so we are obviously in the middle of a extended half bye week if you want to you know call that the Packers are obviously coming off of their Thursday night football loss to the Detroit Lions last week taking on the Las Vegas Raiders in Las Vegas on Monday so typically we will do an injury report that comes out now the injury report isn't official so we don't want to really focus on that for the part of this episode because things might progress tomorrow as I have this altered this week. Um, but it does, it to me, it doesn't even seem like it's been almost, I mean, it'll be 10 days by, you know, why we get to Monday, but it seems like it's just been like a normal week to me, but nonetheless, um, a couple things to get to. So first we're going to get some housekeeping stuff guys. And then the second part, we're going to kind of go in, you know, it's, it's kind of a cliche to look at the, the season in like quarters. You know, I think it's a, it's a common thing that people do, but we just want to look at it from a perspective since we normally look at, the health of the team, the injury report, kind of just look at overall holistically how the team is currently, you know, being, I would say, just looked at from the out there, from the, you know, inside, outside of where they're at with their health injuries and um, injuries as they, you know, kind of continue to mount up or get worse through this season. And we kind of segue that, Eli, with one of our housekeeping items to David Bakhtiari, 100% officially out for the season. Um, he had some conversation with, 
uh, in the locker room today with some of the beat was very, I don't know, typical, I would say, or, you know, not super somber David Bakhtiari cracking some jokes about he'll, he'll be in contact with Brian and, you know, they FaceTime often. Very funny. David Bakhtiari always, you know, bringing the, the jokes and whatnot. But um, going in for, it sounds like, a cleanup on some of the cartilage there, hoping to be ready and back for training camp next year. So, um, honestly, man, like we, it, it's, we've gone back and forth Eli, all the time on this injury report shit. And even outside of that, it's like, it's just, it's unbelievable how crazy his career has gone since you think about that, that Niners playoff game to, to now. It's just, you know, we're frustrated as, frustrated as fans. We want to see him out there. But at the end of the day, uh, he has to be extremely gutted and extremely frustrated the way how this has gone for him, and it it sucks. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but it's it's pretty crazy, I guess. And maybe we can open up the discussion. Like, do you think he even ends up playing anymore for the Packers? It sounds like he wants to be back with the Packers, no doubt about it. That's kind of the, the thought. But if he can even play another down of professional football, that seems to be the real question as we'll monitor that for the next, I don't know, eight months, six months, nine months. Yeah, I... First off, just, you know, wish him the best. It, it sucks, you know, like you said. There, there's no there's no way to look at the situation without just, you know, that's just what it is. Like, it just sucks for him, for the team. It's no one's fault, you know. If any, if, if anyone's fault, I don't know if this is fair to even say, but I don't know, maybe the, the first surgery he did after the initial injury, which just wasn't good, because obviously, you know, we've at this point, we're medical science, whatever you want to call it is. We've seen people come back from ACLs, you know, Rashawn Gary and Elton Jink. I mean, there are guys on the team right now who are doing it. And again, that's like total speculation. So don't go and like Google search this doctor and like hate him. I'm just saying clearly something got messed up or it was just an incredibly unfortunate injury. So I really hope, you know, he could just get it back to at least a way that he could live his life normally. And he, yeah, I mean, it seems like he wants to continue to play. If it's with the Packers, I don't know. I would say it's probably like, Maybe like 60-40, yes, for the Packers, but wouldn't at all be surprised if he ends up on the Jets. I mean, I think that's the only, like, right? Where is David Bakhtiari going to go if not the Jets? He's not going to start over in a new place and not have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that would just surprise me. So I think it's Packers or Jets. Either way, if he's playing, I'll be happy to see him, you know, either back with Rodgers or protecting Love. I mean, I'd rather him be there playing protecting Love, obviously. But it's also a lot of money, and it wouldn't shock me if the team maybe doesn't want to take that risk for another year. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think there's been a lot of conversation, too. I, wa- I want to say it was Dr. McKenzie that did that first surgery, and there's been quite a few different pieces of information about that, um, whether it was I think there was a, an athletic article or maybe a Cheese Ed TV article. Maybe they both had one. I know Andy Herman had did a, a really, really good chronological uh, breakdown on the YouTube side of Packaday podcast. I want to say it was maybe right before the season started. So go back and scroll through a um, couple videos there, maybe 30. I don't know. That would be about a month, right? And go ahead and check that out. And it was it was kind of a good breakdown. I remember listening to that. And I want to say it was Reggie McKenzie. And um, even, you know, a year, year and a half after the surgery, it seemed like it did. I don't, I don't want to say it was a bad surgery but, or anything, but it just seems like it was, you know, Reggie McKenzie or Reggie McKenzie. Uh, Dr. McKenzie is one of the best 
surgeons out there, right? He's super, super well-renowned. It's just, it's just a matter of rolling the dice, right? Like you do hundreds of thousands of ACL surgeries and it's just a matter of, you know, sometimes your body rejects certain things. Sometimes there's an infection that you can't, you can't control or, you know, their post-op, you had some issue where you just, whatever. And it, it, it sucks. It's unfortunate. I think you're, you're, um, analysis of like a 60 40 i think that's a pretty safe bet uh I, I i think that's actually somewhat optimistic which is rare for you and i on this normally we lean on jen to be the the op- optimist for our recordings but i think 60 40 is fair uh if he goes and plays for the the jets i have no idea i i am completely i have really have no opinion on that it's just it seems like so far away that who knows what would happen with that? Who knows what happens with Rogers, how he comes back from his Achilles. Like there's just so many things that we don't know about. Um, I will say though, to your point that you followed up with at the end, it's like, you know what? The Packers are, have been in a damn good position where they are with their offensive line. They already have their new left tackle Elton Jenkins in waiting. Great, great luxury to have there. Um, you know, gone are the days of, couple years ago, we were thinking Yash Nijman might have to be a guy, or I can't even remember some of the other offensive tackles they thought maybe would be you know, the replacement for David Box here on the left side. But nonetheless, they have some talent there. Um, once the rest of the squad gets healthy on the offensive line, it'll be easier to kind of determine who's who's maybe the weak man out, who's actually the best five. So we'll continue to progress through that. But real shitty, it is nice, you know, a silver lining to know that, hey, we don't have to really talk about this anymore the rest of the year. It's un- until if and when the offensive line maybe is just in shambles we're getting screamed at you know from blitzes and whatnot and we can't pick them up and love's not having a time that's you know obviously worst case scenario but i don't imagine we'd have to really consider bringing up the david bakhtiari knee thing uh anymore another thing i want to bring up it's been a guy that's been in the news uh within the division uh chase claypool right guy that even in the dumpster fire of the bears they're like hey we don't even want you we don't even want you to show up to the facility the last two weeks they get a dub on um, Thursday Night Football, which was great. Many fans were like, hey, we saw this in the first half last week. It didn't look so smooth. I thought Sam Howell, when he came out of halftime, holy hell, they looked great. But at the end of the day, uh, Chase Claypool didn't play last night either. Thursday night, excuse me, as a record on Friday. And uh, he's, traded, he's traded for basically a bag of balls. He goes over to the Dolphins. They send uh, Chase Claypool from the Bears and a seventh-round pick to the Dolphins. Dolphins in return send a sixth-rounder. Notably, obviously, the Dolphins have been kind of adding some pieces that that uh, that receiving core, Eli. Like, you know, obviously, we know they have uh, Waddle and they have Tyreek. They brought in, like, Braxton Berrios. They had in uh, uh, Robbie Anderson, for, well, formerly Robbie Anderson. And now it's, was it Robbie Chosen one, whatever? They've been trying to get that third piece in there. Cedric Wilson might be a piece, so they're trying to get a third piece in there. Um, I don't know if they have to worry about that all so much, the way the run game's performing. Nonetheless, Chase Claypool goes there, and you might say, Matt, why the hell? Are we wasting a couple minutes on this? Well, it was a really good tweet from Adam Schefter. Yes, the Adam Schefter earlier today about uh, the the tender that had been put on um, or the Packers had submitted, you know, uh, offered a pick for a second round pick. Bears and the Packers did that uh, for Chase Claypool last year. Ultimately, the Packers accepted Chicago's because it was going to be more than likely a higher pick. Um, and nonetheless, Packers second round pick this year, Eli, ended up being Michigan State Jaden Reed, who's been very damn good right away. I mean, he hasn't really had a lapse in, I mean, production, we could argue, but I think his talent has been damn good from the start of training camp through preseason, through the first four games. He's continued to progress. So it's it's great that, you know, stick to what your your system is, you know, um, trust the process type of a thing, and the Packers yeah. continue to draft from within. So it's, it's awesome that they're able to hang on to him and not waste their pick on Chase Claypool. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even see that tweet from Schefter. I mean, I knew. Okay, good. We the, nice. I knew we were at the very least interested in Claypool. I didn't know there was an official offer made. I thought we were bringing up Claypool just purely to laugh at the Bears, which would have been enough of a reason, obviously. It was but, double edged. We got we got lucky. We got two items. Yeah, here. and that just makes it so much better. Uh, you know, look, I, I can't sit here and like criticize them because I'm always the guy saying I want to see you try to make a move and add weapons. But clearly, you know, that was a a good situation that we did not end up going. You know, sometimes the best trade is the one you don't make. That's a perfect example of that case. And yeah, Jaden Reed, I mean, four games into his career, I'm already confident enough saying I would rather have Jaden Reed going forward than Claypool without a second thought. So good uh, good for us. And thank you to the Bears for just being a little bit, you know, a little bit worse than everyone else. Definitely. What what a career so far for Chase Claypool, too. Like just around it, like he started with the Steelers, looked pretty solid. They had a ton of receivers there. All of a sudden, he's not really getting involved. Him and Juju are just kind of like a distraction. Those guys are obviously gone. He just, he's just such a talent. Like you just wonder what happens, but that's not the first time we've seen that for receivers, let alone anyone in the NFL. So let's get things, you know, let's get let's get a little bit more dialed in, Eli, to what's going on with the Packers. Like we said, the 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 purpose of this episode is to you know get you some housekeeping things like we discussed obviously talked to david bakhtiari injury a little bit but it's not much to get to other than he's out for the season but we want to kind of just look at the team from a holistic standpoint of either side of the ball kind of flip-flop around there look at where they're still having some injuries that are nagging um i think it's a good exercise even for me to be like hey you know we haven't really talked about the packers and you know i wasn't on the last episode just to kind of refresh our memory like hey here's where the team kind of sits with Pup and IR and guys like Eric Stokes and guys, you know, just where they're kind of at right now. So I'm just going to kind of run through the offense, Eli, and just kind of discuss some of the injuries that they're dealing with. I definitely need to bring up the injury report from today that was important. But the number one I would say is is super is is awesome and it's it's kind of a low bar, but it's it's great. Is that Jordan Love has been really really clean his this whole time not any issues with injuries nothing that's been nagging you know a shoulder or an ankle or something weird like that's been a super super positive for them um you can't say as much for the running backs we know that because we really have yet to see Aaron Jones in his full capacity after you know the week one we saw him have a really damn good game come up lame with that hammy and doesn't get used for two games, gets used last week and very sparing, which was shitty. And, you know, that's that's where it's at. Aaron, you know, A.J. Dillon's been fine. No issues there. It's mostly been then like across the offensive line and then the receivers, right? Like Christian Watson still dealing with the hammy. I'm just looking finally at the injury report. He was limited again this week with the hammy. One of those things, as we know, of doing this for episode and episode during the season, like the hammy, that's going to continue to be on here. That's it, it's honestly not going to go the way. Same same with Aaron Jones, both in limited capacity with those hamstrings. Um, but outside of that, I think it was what uh, Romeo Dobbs was he in concussion protocol at one point this year? That was a little concerning. And then the offensive line has been kind of a, truthfully a shit show. It's been it's been yeah. bad. Like there's been guys everywhere. Thankfully, like I said a few minutes ago, like they have that luxury of having some some quality there. But any any player in particular that sticks out to you, Eli, that maybe I omitted or that you're grateful we didn't have injuries with, um, anything you're kind of thinking on the injury side for the offensive side? Well, something that was interesting just going into this uh, episode when we decided what we were going to talk about, just seeing, I mean, just on the offensive side of the ball, we could get to the defensive side too, but every single position group on the offense has been affected by injury and 
you could argue that all of that in some pretty real ways. I mean, obviously, you have Jones at running back, you have Watson at receiver, you have Musgrave at tight end, and you have the you know offensive line, Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Zach Tom's been banged up, John Runyon's been banged up. So it's like basically everyone on this offense, or at least every position group, has had majorly key parts of it injured, and that is obviously uh, not the best. I feel like, I mean, after doing, you know, we've been doing the injury report for at least a year, if not two now. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the Packers always have one of the biggest injury reports in the league. Maybe it's just because we're paying the most attention to it, but it just kind of feels that way. And I guess, you know, it's a long season. You've had 10 days now. We have a bye coming up after this. I just hope most importantly, you know, week, what, week seven and on, or, you know, look, injuries are going to happen. But I hope after the bye, we can be as close to fully loaded. Obviously, you know, we're not going to back to Yari, but I think, Everyone else should reasonably have a chance to be back for week seven and we could be close to hundred percent. And that would, it would just be nice to see what this team can be the way we saw week one. And then since then it's been, you know, this guy's gone, that guy's gone, this guy's gone. So yeah, I would like to avoid that. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So you guys really need to make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. Pizza is the ultimate game day food. There is no question about it. If there's one thing that rivals my love for the Green Bay Packers and my love of football, it's my love of pizza. And right now you can actually order online during their pizza pizza pregame. It's one hour before NFL games and you can get ready for football, fun, choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza, pick the toppings that you crave. Me, this is going to sound weird. I know because you know uh, my pickiness with food. I love mushroom and onion. That is my absolute favorite pizza. I know it's probably not everyone else's. And of course, you know you love my food takes, but I love mushroom and onion pizza. I love it from Little Caesars. Either way, you win. And speaking of winning, everyone's going to score with convenient delivery. They also have their in-store pizza portal. So you can pick up, you can grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the tastiest hour before kickoff. Trust me, you're going to love it. And, And if I have to recommend one thing for sure, have to get the crazy bread. The crazy bread is an absolute must. Enjoy it. Enjoy your game day and enjoy it more with Little Caesars. So many of you probably know that Damian Lillard was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as soon as I found out, I had to get opening day tickets immediately. And I will be there at that game because I use game time and even got to use code pack a day for $20 off, which made it even more sweet. 
The process was so insanely simple. They have these flash deals and you can click on the different areas of the stadium to see which prices are available. You can see the actual view of the seats. It was hassle-free and just super, super simple. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals as well. You can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without all the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's finally football season, which means... It's also finally daily fantasy football season. And while I get excited to play daily fantasy every year around this time, I'm even more excited this year because I'll be using prize picks for all my daily fantasy selections. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. Even better, they offer ultra quick withdrawals to make all your transactions super fast and easy. Also keep an eye out for weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. My favorite, Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Before football season ramps up, I've been using Prize Picks for my MLB and college football picks as I prep for a season of winning in daily fantasy football. The experience has been amazing, and it's increased my daily enjoyment of watching Brewers and Badger games. Now, it's time to get some Jordan Love entries in prior to this weekend's game. The great thing for me is that they offer Apple Pay, which makes depositing money into my account so incredibly easy. So what are you waiting for? Join me on Prize Picks by going to prizepickscom packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Definitely, definitely. I think it's a good time too. Like <clears throat> you have this extended. Well, it it worked in our advantage both ways, right? We came off of the um, we came off the uh, New Orleans game, right? And then we had a short week, so it was like more than likely they weren't going to play Watson and Jones. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple other guys are out. That sucked. And then we have the, like this extended buy, but it's you're traveling, and then you have the real buy week. So it's like you're almost able to manipulate it slightly, whatever you need to sit guys rest guys and get ready for the long run right it's very easy as we you know check our phones 90 minutes before game time um we'll do the same thing on on monday night right get out of work get pick up the beverages get some pizza whatever you're going to eat and all of a sudden you're rushing home and you get the notification oh my gosh xyz player is out and that's going to be that's frustrating but when we look at the longevity of the the season or even the careers most i would say let's stick to the season it's nice that we're you know having some guys that are banged up, but we're, it seems like we're being very, very cautious with them just because it's so early in the year. Um, and that, I think that's been the case definitely for those skill players, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson. Um, the other one I would mention that we didn't think about, I was looking here, Eli, Tyler Davis, you know, being on IR, not super impactful, I would say. I mean, it's it's not to hate on Tyler Davis. I just think it's he was truly like, they drafted two tight ends, right? They were going a different direction. I mean, yes, Tunyon is gone. Mercedes Lewis is gone. They had to supplement something, but he was kind of going to be the odd man now to see maybe more of a blocking run, you know, a blocking tight end. And for, for be that as it may, I don't know if that's where his specialty laid either. So, um, and then just like the offensive line, I just want to like speak on that a little bit. We've gone through Runyon being banged up. We've gone through Elton Jenkins being banged up. 
even um i think musgraves even tweaked right now as i said the, the tight end season that concussion protocol um well, but he, he was cleared it today he's, yeah he's been a full participant all week now i didn't know that he was cleared so that's that's a good update from you because it doesn't show that on this injury report so amazing that he's cleared because we know how that can linger but I would say mostly it's been, I mean, between Aaron Jones and Watson, it's been a couple of the guys in the offensive line. And truly that's omitting, I guess, Jair Alexander. It's been our, we know it's been the top guys injured, right? Offense, defense, but it's like, it's been, I swear to God, our top five guys on offense just down the board. It's been nuts. So hopefully they can kind of finesse this long, this extended fake bye week that we just had. If they need to let a guy sit out a little bit longer, I'm even looking like some DNPs on the defensive side, which we'll get to a little bit later um, throughout this week. But I imagine come week seven, I round this all out to your point. Yes, come week seven, they should be in damn good shape as they travel to Denver, taking on a Denver team that is very suspect. We'll see how they continue to progress through this this season, but it should be a a fully healthy team when you travel to Denver. And as we know, the travel to Denver, Mile High City, it's tough tough to play there if you're not used to the, the elements. So let's get to the defensive side of the ball. Eli, it's, I would say the, the three that come to mind right off the bat – and I, I don't think it's really much of a you know an argument would be to start the season right. Obviously, Rayshon Gary, Eric Stokes, both have made great progress, right? We saw Rayshon Gary ready getting snap. He seems like he's truly. It seems like he's kind of up to full full. I don't want to say full I feel strength. Like he's but, better than he's ever been. Honestly, yeah, and like that. Yeah. That's not, yeah, like he's. And that's not really, to say he hasn't already been great. So that's just right. how good he's been. And I wasn't even going to talk about his production, but thank. I mean, appreciate you bringing that up. But it's like. He has been really not limited at all. I thought it was going to be a slow trickle. They were going to kind of maybe split him and Van Ness a little bit. Van Ness has really gotten, hasn't really gotten any snaps, it seems like to me. So it's like, yeah, Rayshon Gary's there. Stokes, on the other hand, you know, I would say he's still progressing well. He's still battling an injury. Um, I forgot it was a knee and a Liz Frank last year. I kept, I think, through this whole offseason set, it was just a knee injury. But I mean, he's still doing well. I believe he was activated off the, um, the pup this past Tuesday and then he has like 21 days to come back or he can practice for 21 days and then be moved to the active roster. So we are still a few weeks away from that. That would probably get us depending when this was, it would be uh, one, two, three, maybe the Denver game. Otherwise the Minnesota game, it kind of looks like depending when that 21 day window falls and I'm reading this article it was posted 22 hours ago, math, you know, that whole thing. So when he gets back, it'll be great. But, and then the last one I would say that we didn't expect because we were, damn near perfectly healthy besides those guys was the was the just out of the blue phantom Jair Alexander back injury and he's still limited with that back throughout this this um this week it's just it's crazy that that back injury has continued to be an issue for him and I'm wondering too this might just me just being kind of just talking off the cuff here like I wonder if it's a lower back or you know up higher on the back because remember he did have the shoulder I'm no you know we're no biologists but shoulder pretty close to your upper back i wonder if that had to do anything with that if he's having some issues but i would guess it's a lower back it seems like something that's kind of a nagging thing anyone athlete or not you know if you have a lower back injury it kind of sucks but those are really the big ones eli but nonetheless i would say defensively you're naming those three guys and we're really having truly two of them been on the field most of the time you know sparingly with jair but eric stotes is ramping up in the next month i'm pretty i feel pretty confident the way it's gone as far as some of those big names and they could be out for the year right they're really not yeah, um, like you said, I mean, it is pretty ridiculous that it's it's we're talking about basically the most talented and best players on this team have all been the ones that have been hurt, and one name, unless I didn't, unless I missed it, but Devondre Campbell is yeah. another one. 
Yep. So, I mean, we said on the offense, running back, receiver, tight end, offensive line, look at the defense, cornerback and inside linebacker, your number one at both spots have been hurt. Obviously, I mean, it is nice that the front four, whatever, I mean, the edge rushers and the interior line have kept themselves pretty clean. And I think, you know, it's not really a, a, health, a health so much thing, but in terms of taking this, you know, outside look at the team with this different kind of schedule this week, I think everyone can say that at the very least, we've been pleasantly surprised with the play from our safeties this year. I mean, we were very, very concerned about what that safety group is going to look like. Savage seems to be having, I mean, his best year probably since 2020. And Rudy Ford has actually been really good. Uh, If you've seen, he is actually leading the NFL or in the top five in a lot of stats and coverage and obviously had the pick last week. So that is nice to see, and I think you can say the same for the interior defensive line. I mean, the top two positions on defense that we were concerned about have really stepped up. I mean, sure, the run defense needs to get better, but the interior line, at least in pass rush, has been a lot better than I think we were expecting. Definitely. Good. I mean, lot to lot to sift through there. Yeah, the Campbell one, I would say, has been the most recent or last two weeks, like most significant one. Um Luckily, we have Quay Walker, who's developing well, and I think is a it's a fortunate luxury to have some a dynamic player like that who has learned from Devondre Campbell. Devondre Campbell can still be in his ear during practice on the sideline during games, but it's nice to have that. And we're not relying on like a as your starter like an Isaiah McDuffie. So hopefully, Campbell gets back soon. You mentioned with the ankle DNP all week. My guess probably wouldn't play this week, and they'll continue to monitor him. And as we've talked about this whole episode, use this as an extended bye week get to the Broncos game after the real bye week and they should be in good shape. Um, you mentioned the safety group. I think it's, it's a damn good call out. We don't really, we haven't really talked about that amongst ourselves. You know, me, you Janelle and myself, like we kind of harped on that all this off season. So did a lot of people. And yeah, I would say Darnell Savage has looked damn good. I mean, at times he's had some blunders. He's got that viral video from uh, B. John Robinson, just, you know, leaving him in his dust, that bird's eye view video. But Bijan's going to probably do that to a ton of other veteran guys throughout this um, 2023 campaign and beyond because he's just such a freak of nature. But yeah, I would say Darnell's played damn good and they've been able to rotate some guys in in the back end. It seems like Rudy Ford's gotten more snaps back there than anyone else. But um, it's been a nice, you know, it's been a nice relief that we speculate on things the whole offseason. And it turns out it's not as big of a problem because schematically they can maybe move around it. And they know that's a weak point compared to the rest of the defense. And they're able to adapt. Um, speaking of safeties, too, I want to mention Rudy Ford with an oblique DNP limited throughout the week. We'll see what he does. And then Zane Anderson hamstring DNP all week. He was on it last week, I believe, was a late scratch. So. Um, and this isn't to say that these are all, all official guys. They still have a Saturday practice or whatever Saturday looks like, right? When you're traveling um, from Monday game, it'll be some sort of a walkthrough, I imagine. I always think, Eli, like, do they find some random high school that's n- a nice turf field, maybe some dome field in Vegas? Do they go practice at UNLV's field? Where, where are they getting this practice and whatever it looks like? Are they doing it in some big, you know, I mean, it's in Vegas, right? Like, it could be in some sort of massive ballroom hall that's used for events and they just, tape it off there i've heard of that being done before in the past so we'll see what happens but they're gonna do it at the sphere at that new uh sphere thing in vegas have you seen that would be that, that would, would be, be fun. <laughs> incredible i would pay tickets just to go watch a practice there but these are not official until of course i mean probably i mean i wouldn't say official they're definitely not official until 
90 minutes before the game on Monday, but tomorrow on Sunday and Saturday's recording, you guys will get more of a breakdown. But uh, nonetheless, I would say, yeah, I agree. Uh, everything you said, corner still up in flux. I think they've battled well. We'll see when Stokes comes back. We'll see how Jair battles that. And then the, the defensive line, we have enough bodies there. I would, I don't even know what I would say is like my biggest concern. It seems like across the board, it's kind of been rough, but like guys are progressing better on the defense. Um, Truthfully, you mentioned the run D. I don't know if we could add, you know, it's, you know, play, play, you play usually five, six guys down in the box. Typically, if we could add three more guys there and still play with like 13 guys, we'll be able to stop the run regardless Um, because we're not injured. We'd have the talent. We just can't stop the damn run. Um, But those are kind of like the big injuries as we've gone so far. But I'm really excited right now, Eli. I'm just doing some quick math in my head. 12 guys, it looks like in this injury report. I'm really excited. And when we record in two weeks, just to be like, you know what? They're in a good spot. And I imagine our episode next week will be kind of a similar thing. Um, well, depending how we structure these as, you know, during the bye week. But I imagine this list is going to get smaller. And I'm, I'm very excited to go through that and just worry about, like, the main core. Really banged up guys. I imagine Devondre Campbell would be one of those. But we'll see what happens as we get through and um, take on the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts injury-wise? I mean, even just looking, just the final one, I want to double-check you guys, just like the IR stuff I already mentioned. Um, Bakhtiari, Tyler Davis, we know Luke Tenuta is on there. Eric Stokes is activated off the pup, but truly, like, they're in a damn good spot, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased how it's gone because um, we have had the injury bug. It seems like we have it right now, but it's not these detrimental ones that we've had maybe in the past. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like kind of those... A lot piling up, but like you said, it's like, what would you rather? A few devastating ones or a bunch of minor ones? Either way, it's bad, but I guess, yeah, at least outside of Bakhtiari, it's not like we've lost anyone for the season. And I guess real quick, just before we wrap up, I mean, it's thir- it's no, it's Friday right now, and it's Monday game's Monday, so it's one more practice, but Devontae Adams has yet to practice this week. It would almost, I mean, look, I, w- I want to win this game more than anything, but it would kind of be a shame if he did not play in this game if we didn't get to see him versus Jair, which who knows if Jair is even going to play. But yeah, um, I would say as a Packer fan, you know, keep an eye on that unless, you know, you just don't care about Devontae Adams, but that doesn't seem like the right way to live. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I mean, we, we didn't even talk. I mean, they've, we've covered matchups throughout this week on Packaday, but it's like that matchup they're both injured between Jair and Devontae is kind of goofy, but yeah, we'll definitely monitor that going forward. And even just looking um, like you mentioned, Devontae dealing with that shoulder, DNP, he seems like a a gamer is going to do that. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo was bad in the concussion. Aiden O'Connell last week got thrown to the Wolves, and he did his best. Jimmy actually also cleared a little like He's cleared as well. Awesome. Amazing. So they'll at least have their QB1, albeit Jimmy Graham – or excuse me, Jimmy Garoppolo. But nonetheless, we'll see how it goes. But Eli, as we wrap up here, just want to remind everyone – we appreciate all the support thus far for the first month of the regular season. It's been an awesome, awesome kickoff to this season. We've set some goals, set some high records already for us internally at Packaday. A lot of cool things going on, specifically, I would say, on the YouTube side of things. Definitely continue to support us over there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Let Andy know how crazy or good his food takes are. I know he's doing the happy hour still. I try to get to those on 4 p.m. on Fridays right before we record here just to harass him, maybe ask him some questions that I then parlay into our uh, – or episodes, Eli. That's a little. That's a little trick there that I got from our executive producer. But uh, nonetheless, I, I Eli, I always like to do this when I can. Bad, bad podcasting. But I am wearing, as everyone can see, I am wearing my Packaday hoodie uh, that I got 
couple weeks ago after Andy had talked about. So Pack a Day Podcast hoodie, love it. It's great. If you haven't checked out Pack a Day Podcast merch, you want to support, we would totally appreciate that. I believe it's the pinned tweet on our Twitter page at Pack a Day Podcast. Um, for myself, you can still find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Eli, please plug everything you got going on. Let people know where they can get in contact with you. And when you get tickled, which is a strange thing to ask you right now. Do you do you, do you say your body is feeling uh, you're getting silly body, or do you say you're just like laughing? Is that a thing that you do? Uh, I definitely don't say I'm getting silly body. I know that because I don't think anyone in human history, other than Jordan Love, has said that. Because that I just it's just not a it thing. Can't, um, it can't be real, right? There's like just no, no way. No There's one no like. Way. I think he just said it once, maybe like 20 years ago, and then. He had to stick by it because everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? And, you know, it's no hate. Look, I mean, I say a lot of strange things, but I draw the line at silly body when it comes to tickling. Um, But, yeah, that was an entertaining video. I also liked the Devondre Campbell note from his wife. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhat more relatable for me than the silly body. Yeah, look, that's that's how you got to live your life sometimes. You got to get some escape, and that's a great place to do it. But, uh, yeah, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, once again, for all you gamblers out there, join me in uh, my week. What if I was week five locks over at Bovada? You could find the article on my Twitter page at Book of Eli underscore NFL. A little teaser, uh, and I always bet with my head, not my heart. But as one of my locks, I do have the Packers minus one in Vegas Monday night because I just think we're a better team and we win this game. But yeah, check that out. And also you can check out my X factors for this Packers Raiders game over at PackerReport.com. And then every Wednesday uh, at 7.30 Lambo time, the pack over on Twitter and YouTube. Follow at uh, the pack underscore show on Twitter. Definitely. No, I mean, minus one. That seems that seems great. That seems like a smash to me. That would be I, I think you have to take that. So definitely go follow Eli on, on Twitter. Definitely follow his picks because anytime you can get just a little perspective on picks. It doesn't necessarily have to be a whole ton of them, but it's nice to validate some picks. And that's definitely one that just on paper and even just you saying that I was like, wow, minus one. If you get in a minus one, that's a smash. Definitely go check that out. Um, yeah, that's that's all we got for you guys in this episode. Again. We appreciate all the support. Go rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on social. Reach out to us with any comments, concerns over the weekend. If you're listening this way, you're commuting to Las Vegas. Safe travels. If you're waiting out the long extended weekend that is until a Packers game on Monday, we hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy football however you may. And as always, go Packers.